When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sunshine Double begins in three weeks, and there are five tournaments spread across four continents this week as we swing into spring on Tennis Channel. Quarterfinal berths on the line for the women in Dubai. Some major upsets. Which seed would survive? Plus, nine Americans still vying for the title in Delray Beach. We'll show you who came through and how they did it. And in today's Black History Month feature, we honor a great coach who helped develop two of the best players to ever come out of Texas. It's a cuteness overload on TC Live right now. That's how you start a show with the puppers. Welcome to TC Live presented by Verbo, our half hour post game show wrapping up right now more than 19 straight hours of tennis action from all around the globe. A happy hump day at Tennis Channel as we get to the quarterfinals all over. Come on into the studio. Steve Weissman, Prakash Worldwide, Prakash Amitraj, and it's a rite of passage for pro players coming back from injury. Jen Brady joining us all week here at Tennis Channel on TC Live. We've seen Sloane Stevens do it, Jeannie Bouchard do it, Taylor Townsend do it, yep. Shelby Rogers do it, the latest and greatest, Jenny Brady. So, Jenny, tell us, uh, how's it going? What happened after the surgery? Where are we at right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thriving. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I, I didn't have surgery. Um, I, I did tear my plantar fascia, but never had surgery. Uh, I'm doing PT just down the road at Elite Ortho Sport out here in Santa Monica. So I've been I've been going there since November, and uh, things are looking good. Hopefully, I'll be back on court very very soon. And uh, P, you're gonna have to have to wait until we get that mixed doubles going. But but very soon, very soon, I'll be back. Uh, PT's going well, so starting to feel pretty good. Put me in, coach. Listen, anytime you need me, you know I'll jump off the bench for you. But what I want to know is, look, you've been looking brilliant. You've been killing it here on the shows. You've played on the biggest courts in the world. This has to be the biggest desk in the world that you've been on. So give me a little comparison. What do you, what do you like better here or is more challenging or what do you like better there? Tell me. Yeah, I definitely prefer to be on court. Most definitely. Hey, come on. Is it because your partners here aren't good? I mean, we can set no, my game the, up. No, the partners are great. You guys are great. You guys are definitely making the experience all unbelievable, much better than I would have expected. But I definitely see myself on court, not really here talking about the tennis as much. But it's I, I'm definitely a little bit nervous on the, on the stage. But I, I do enjoy my time uh, playing tennis. Well, you're performing great. We, we, we love, love having you here, you. so we hope to see you back on the court very soon. But it's great to have you with us on TC Live. Let's get straight to the action. Make Jen Brady do some work here. We're heading to Dubai. It's, it's Jenny's highlight. Petra Gavidova won the t- title here nearly a decade ago. Back then, Arena Sabalenka hadn't even won her first pro match. Now Sabalenka, number two in the world. Some big hitting, Jen, in this one. Yeah, this was definitely a big hitting match from both players. We had a very close first set here with Sabalenka and Kvitova. 
eventually Kvitova taking the first set, but Sabalenka has been struggling a little bit, as we saw in Australia. She was having a little bit of a yips on the serve, but yeah, I think I think today she served pretty decent overall. She only had about six double faults, and Kvitova, you could see it in her eyes and her demeanor today. She definitely wanted to get this win. She wanted to she wanted to beat Sabalenka after having a bit of a slow start this year. So good for her to get the win. Won 74% of the points behind her first serve. Had four breaks in eight chances, did Kvitova. Sabalenka just two of four on break points. And the two-time Wimbledon champ gets the victory over the two-seed. 11th win over a top-two opponent. Petra Kvitova is moving on. Meantime, Simona Halep owns fellow Romanians precaution. Gabriela Roos coming off the biggest win of her career against Paula Bedosa, but she had never won more than three games in a match against Halep. No, it's a tough one. They played earlier this year, and Halep won pretty comfortably in the lead-up in Australia. And look, when, when Halep is playing on the front foot, we know how brilliant she is on the defense, but when she's able to step in, make some short points, win easier points off that forehand side. She's brilliant. Nice legs here, but a little highlight from Roos with some nice feel on that little roller love. Gets it over. Second set was a little bit more comfortable than the first, but just at the end of the day, just a, a bit of a different caliber of player in Halep versus Roos. And uh, champ moves on. They played a lot of doubles together recently as well, but Simona Halep 17-0 against fellow Romanians at the tour level. That's crazy. Uh, so Algebra, the last remaining seeded player, taking on your good friend, Jesse Pagula. You were at the wedding, Jen. Uh, the American had won two of their three previous matches. This one, one-way traffic. Uh, Ons is a tricky player. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, Bill's Mafia, uh, close with Jess on tour. But, yeah, just coming off of a great start at the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. And, uh, like you said, Ons just showing off her tremendous versatility in hands, which makes her such a great, unique player to, to play against. She's very, very tough when it comes to that. It's not something that you see. She's very versatile. She has good drop shots, good feel. As you can see from this point, she she showed that off really well. So, I think it's, uh, honestly, I, I, I think Anz is playing very well. She's looking to be pretty fit right now and uh, she's definitely going to be a tough player to beat. She is in the top ten. She is moving on past Jesse Pagula. Let's hear from Jabur. You are the only seed that's left here. How are you feeling physically and mentally? Because you do seem more focused now. It's a lot of pressure here. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a tough t tournament. Uh, I know there are so many girls that are playing really good, even unseeded. So uh, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, obviously, um, I don't know who's going to win for, uh, next round, but uh, I have great memories of a match here. So hopefully, you know, tomorrow will be great. And uh, let's see, you know. They love her in Dubai. Take a look at some of these matches. Only one seat is left. That's on Jabir. But you still have three major champions in Kvitova, Ostapenko, Halep, Kudermitova playing well. Got that win over Garbina, Muguruza, and Krejcikova falling to Diana Yastremska, Marketa Vondrasova there at the bottom as well. So one seed left, but still a lot of fantastic players. When you're entering a tournament, does it matter these days whether they're seeds, whether you're not seeded, or do you go into a tournament saying... It, Anybody can win this thing. Look, I think right now, women's tennis, anybody can win. Uh, I mean, you look at that draw, you say there's only one seed left, and it's Ons. But if you look at the rest of the names, it's Ostapenko, Kvitova, it's uh, Halep. Everybody is 
either a Grand Slam champion or contending for a Grand Slam. So it's definitely women's tennis right now is extremely stacked and anybody honestly can win a tournament at any given point in any week. You said it perfect, Jen. I mean, I mean the, the depth is at such a high level. I think that's why it makes the WTA so much fun to watch. But the beautiful thing, too, is when you speak to each of these players, especially in interviews, and they're getting ready for the next matches, they seem to just really be focused on themselves, what mm. they have to do, as opposed to necessarily who they're playing. And so much of tennis today is all about execution. So... Uh, that's really what it comes down to. It should be an exciting next few days. One seed left, but a lot of big names and a lot of exciting matchups still to come. The men in Delray Beach, a lot of Americans there. We had an All-American battle. Stevie Johnson, Stefan Kozlov. Uh, they haven't played since 2017, but two of Kozlov's seven career tour-level wins have come against Stevie Johnson, Prakash. So the Koz, starting off with a nice little serve and volley here, has a little bit of momentum after that three-set victory in the opening round. Was really playing to the crowd there. And again, here, seems to be using the crowd. Brilliant get here up the line. Give me, give me a little something. I haven't had much of this recently. Let me enjoy this moment here. Takes the first set quite comfortably. A little surprising for me how he was able to come through without too much of a fight from Stevie Johnson. Stevie looked a little lackadaisical at times, but all credit to Kozlov, able to get this done, giving up only four games. Broke Johnson served five times. This is his first ATP Tour quarterfinal in six years. That's why you get that kind of reaction. Like he may need to go home, send a check to Rafa Nadal. There's got to be some copyright issues over there, right? <laughs> Another American, Seb Korda, looking for his first quarterfinal of the season, taking on Andrea Seppi, Prakash. Uh, but first, we've got Tommy Paul at a career-high 41 in the world looking for his third quarterfinal of the season against Dennis Istomin. Yeah, we have TP coming off of a great year last year. Great to see him doing so cool well working with Coach Brad Stein. Uh, TP always looking fresh in his pink New Balance kit. But where is that hot shot that we saw him hit? I saw that around Twitter, YouTube. We're saving Instagram. that for the last segment, Jen, right. I believe. All right. Yeah. All right. That, that's for the actual hot right. shot. But he didn't even need that to get through this one. No, he had a very convincing win today against Istanbul. Jen, I, I, I th he's looking pretty fit, but he, he's all about bagels today. Give him the guy a bagel. Yeah. What's that about? He's not cutting carbs. He's not cutting carbs, this guy. Absolutely not. So we're going to get Paul Kozlov in the next round. They played a whole bunch of times in juniors. Got ahead of myself. Now, Seb Korda Prakash against Andrea Seppi. Another American. We've got eight Americans moving on. Well, one of the elder statesmen on the tour, Seppi, getting off to a good start okay, here Seppi. with an early break against Korda, attacking the net nicely there. Some nice feel. Korda, of course, fought back. And here, Seppi trying to push this into a breaker, but... Korda fighting back with a brilliant backhand down the line. I tell you, one thing I love about his strokes on baseline, they are so fluid, so effortless, very, very easy power. Gets up a break here early in the second set, is able to hang on. I love when he's able to come to the net, make his life a little bit easier, not get into too long of rallies. And, of course, when his first serve is setting up the point and he's got his opponent playing defense, he's going to be waving up those fists quite a few number of times. 
Sebi Corda gets the win. He made the final in Delray Beach last year, so good vibes all around for Corda there. He will take on the top seed Cam Nori, who you just saw win his match, and then it's that rematch from juniors. Paul said of Kozlov, I just remember him always beating up on me. Maybe I could get a little bit of revenge. We will see what happens. Half of the quarterfinals are set. A lot more to get to on TC Live. We've got highlights from Rio, highlights from Doha, plus Jenny talked about it. The hot shot. It could rival the best shot of the year. And the Williams sisters gracing the cover of a fashion magazine. We will tell you all about that. But up next, we honor legendary tennis coach John Wilkerson for his important contributions to the sport as our Black History Month celebration continues. More than a tennis player, more than a teammate, more than a coach, John Wilkerson has impacted countless lives with his kindness, leadership, and wisdom. Born in San Antonio, Wilkerson didn't pick up a tennis racket until the age of 16 because he didn't think it was a manly sport. But he soon came to understand the mental and physical toughness the sport required. But his true legend would take root in coaching. Wilkerson served as the head teaching pro at McGregor Park in Houston, where he expanded the game by offering free lessons. At a time when most paying students were white, Wilkerson's gesture opened the doors for a more diverse collection of players, like Wilkerson's star protégés, Zena Garrison and Lori McNeil. Garrison and McNeil both rose to top 10 world rankings and partnered with Wilkerson to expand tennis opportunities in the Houston area through the Zena Garrison Academy. The lives Wilkerson has touched can be partly measured by the long list of accolades he has earned, including the 1979 Lloyd Sessions Educational Merit Award, the USTA's 2014 Team USA Coaching Legend Honor, and inductions into the Black Tennis Hall of Fame, the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame, and the Texas Tennis Hall of Fame. But he believes his greatest reward is seeing the success of the kids he coached and mentored. Wilkerson's accomplishments don't just represent him, they represent all the lives he's touched along the way. Thank you, Nick. Our celebration of Black History Month continues throughout February on Tennis Channel. Go to TennisChannel.com right now to see all of our new pieces with both Taylor Townsend and Nick Monroe. More TC Live right after this. Jenny, Prakash, Steve, back on TC Live. We're in Rio. Pablo Carina Busta, 7-1 head-to-head against Fabio Fonini. But the Italian won the last meeting a year ago. Had a little bit of momentum today, Prakash. Well, he's not seated, but uh, listen, we know how well he can play on clay. Super tight first set here. Fabio doing his best to try to get back in it, but the five seed takes the opening set. Gives it away with a double there in the second set. Fabio makes no mistake with that heavy forehand. Closing things out here. One, two, three. One set apiece. They go into a third set, which turned into an absolute war here in the third set. Pivotal seven game. Fabio doing what he does. Pummeling away with the forehand. What he does so well on the clay is his disguise. Holds it until the last minute. Gets his opponent to commit a little bit. Very, very tricky with the footing on the clay. And then strikes the ball. And here, doesn't want to serve things out. Says, you know what? I'm going to give it my all. Try to break and hold right here. Nice little feel 
on the dropper there, gets the air, and yep, yep, that's right. That's the look he's given the crowd. Feels good. Who's a air fist bumps? Little, Is that for all the friends? I thought oh, he no. had a pen in his hand. Imaginary uh, pen, little signature action. Real G's move in silence like Fonini. Uh, Jenny, this one's for you. Diego Schwartzman, the 2018 Rio champ, coming off the semis in Cordoba. Final in Buenos Aires, taking on Pedro Martinez. First couple games were long ones. Yeah, Diego cruised through this match once he got past that second game that lasted pretty long. I think it was about 35 points in those first two games. So we have to hand it to Diego for him, for staying strong in those in, in that second game to eventually break and then pretty much cruised after that. 6-1, 6-1. Very, very, very decisive win for El Peque. El Peque. After two I games, like I like it. Played more points than Andy Murray did in the first set. We bring that up because we're heading to Doha for the Andy Murray highlight. Taking on Roberto Bautista Agut. Battle of former Doha champs. Last time they played was a five-setter at the Australian Open. Many thought could be the Brits' last match. Uh, this one was all RBA. Yeah, Prakash, I'm going to have to give it to you. Uh, I don't know if this was much of a heavyweight, heavyweight fight that you said it was going to be yesterday. This looked pretty one-sided with RBA coming up on top. But strong start from him in the beginning and seemed to continue that throughout the, the entirety of the match. Pretty clean from RBA, only really just dropping one game. Going to have to talk to him about that. Don't know what happened in that one game that he dropped. <laughs> Well, listen, listen, take a look at take a look at RBA. The man looks like a heavyweight. Andy looks like a heavyweight. But sometimes when two heavyweights get in there, you know when you try to give you a little too much smelling salt, you kind of lose your senses a little bit. You're not able to get things going out there. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Murray's worst loss in seven years. That was against Roger Federer at the ATP Finals. Uh, Davidovich Fokina getting the victory, coming back against Dan Evans. Karin Hatchinoff over Rusevori. How about Marin Cilic? The resurgence of the U.S. Open champion gets a straight set victory. And Nicholas Basilashvili as well. But I, I don't know about the heavyweight thing. I, I still consider RBA more of a, a, a middleweight. But it was a, it was a heavyweight beatdown. How did that happen? It was. I mean, look, we, we don't know for sure how things panned out with Murray's body because, look, all of a sudden, you know, you can wake up and just things can be a little bit stiffer. It's not, you're not going to feel 100% all the time like you used to. But I think the biggest factor is Andy can't play the tennis that had got him number one in the world. He relied so much on the defense, and he's really going to need to step up and be a bit more aggressive, try to find more winners on the court. I think his winner count was at two today, which I think at this stage in his career, the kind of tennis that he wants to play and the level that he wants to excel at, I think those numbers are going to have to go up. Yeah, if he is looking at the scoreline today, he knows he can't just push and run to get past his opponents. And even just playing RBA, I think he isn't even one of the biggest hitters on tour. So to see that scoreline, it, it can't really feel good for Andy. Two winners, only two losses in Doha for Roberto Bautista. He loves playing. He's won a title there, got to the finals another time. So this is his turf. The Terminator. The Terminator. Taking a look at our Verbo Tournament summary. Algebra, the only seed in the Dubai Final Eight. Lots of home cooking in Delray Beach and Marseille. And the Spaniards dominating Rio right now. The two seeds in doubles, they are out in Brazil. Falling 14-12 in the match tiebreak. That was a long one. As we go to the social net, some big news. Venus and Serena on their own terms. They are on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Prakash, very cool story. It is the legacy issue. Talk about 
legends and legacy. I mean, 30 combined major singles titles, 14 more in doubles together. They are their own legacy. They certainly are, and they've transcended the sport. And what they've meant to everyone all around the world, it's tough to put into words. I think what Serena posted on her last Instagram post, there were a ton of them going around about this shoot. But she posted and she said, one soul, two bodies. And I think that's a perfect description of how not just these two sisters feel, but how the entire family feels together. And that, their code, what she just described there, I think is why they've been so successful. It's always about something more, and they're able to pull just a little bit out extra from them. Yeah, I mean, she also wrote in another post, a sister is a gift to the heart, a friend to the spirit, a golden thread to the meaning of life. What these two have done for the entire sport and the world, Jenny, is so impressive. Yeah, you know, and as you see here on their own terms, I think they're doing this. They want to create their own legacy. I mean, they've already created a legacy of their own, but I think they want to go out on their own terms. They want to leave when they want. They want to retire when they want, and they want to do it their way, not anybody else's. Prakash, you've got the inside scoop. When do you think that's going to be? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, I'm, just, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. These look, lips are look, 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 they're, they're at a stage where if they retired right now, we would just need 12 months to just be able to at least celebrate even a fraction of what they've given all of us all around the world. But what I would love to see is it happen at an event that's been historic for them, whether it's at a Wimbledon or a U.S. Open. You know, uh, more for us, you know, give us an opportunity. I know. We're, we're greedy. We just want, we want more of them. We want more of the Williams sisters. Uh, here's our schedule. As we swing into spring tomorrow, once again, we have 19, 20 hours of coverage today on Tennis Channel. It starts once again, 5 a.m. Eastern in Dubai, going all the way through Delray Beach and Rio with TC Live to follow. Back with more after this. La Mof. Jenny, you were talking about this. You love Indian Wells because of... That, that grass area, right? I do, I do. That is the gr- single greatest part about Indian Wells. And tennis in general. And we're going to be there. Exclusive coverage on Tennis Channel. It begins Wednesday, March 9th, TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, every single day as we go back to the California desert and get some more of Gael Monfils, our hot shot of the day. You called for it earlier, Jen, and here you have it. Yes, this is what I wanted to see. TP, open your eyes, boy. Tell you what, Magic Johnson would have been proud of that one. Yeah, love to see it. He's definitely hit that in practice a few times, no doubt. Behind the back and no look. I mean, that's a a, a style point. You get an extra extra couple points for that. You should get at least three points for that. Oh, almost ran into the beamer in the corner. (laughs) Watch out. Shifting like Fonini. Uh, Take a look at our featured matches coming up tomorrow. We've got Kvitova, Ostapenko, Shapovalov, Rinder Kanesh, hashtag college tennis. Little Felix Oje Aliassim against Joe Wilfred Tsonga. Like that one as well. Hugo Gaston, Sitsipas, Berrettini, and Montero. And then, of course, the All-American Jack Sock, Riley Opelka. Going to start with Kvitova, Ostapenko. Yelena Ostapenko's been balling this week. What do you expect to see in the match against Petra Kvitova? Yeah, she has. And like I said before, if if Ostapenko's on, she is definitely scary. She is a force to be reckoned with. And today she was on the previous matches she was on. So if she's on against Kvitova, it'll definitely be a tussle. Uh, It's going to be another hard-hitting match, just like the Sabalenka-Kvitova match. But, yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. You know, I think Kvitova has definitely a lot of weapons to – 
lure out all of Ostapenko's weaknesses. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Kvitova approaches it. 4-3 heads ahead for Kvitova coming into it. And then we've got Marin Cilic against Karin Hatchinoff. And, and Cilic, Tasty. another guy that, yep. and it's taken a bit, reliving the glory of days past. Well, I'm going to go with momentum here. I mean, look, Hatchinov has been playing well. He's a beast out there, especially when he's landing his first serve. Very strong off both sides. Doesn't give you much time. A ton of pace on the ball. Marin can handle pace. And he's got a bit of renewed vigor behind him. And it's interesting, when you get these players who are sort of at the, in the certainly in the fourth quarter of their career, every single time they step on the port, a court becomes so important. So, you know what, that plus the momentum, I like Chilich. Cause a little upset here. All right. I'll take it. So we got Chilich winning that one. And then before we go, I mean, we started the show with utter cuteness. The puppers. Yes. That's, that's like oh, your boy. That's P. like Jonah right there, P, right? Uh, anything with dogs. You, you, you got me. You asked yeah. me to do anything with dogs. I melt. Look at that smile. Look at him. Look at that guy. <laughs> this is something they do in Rio. They put these, these dogs are up for adoption. I mean, how could you not want that? I want to rescue all the, literally right? all the dogs in the world. Jen, you don't have one yet. You I could don't. you could get one. I don't. He well, was telling me to get one earlier, but I don't have the time. Yeah, when you, you can when you start traveling this much. Okay. You know. You can look after it. And then Jonah can play mix have with a your pup. You know, we can do a little okay. you know, Jonah. I hear a lot about Jonah. We should get Jonah on the show. You know, we had Lulu on the show during the Australian Open, Martina Navratilova's dog. Let's bring Jonah in the studio. This you weekend, said it, Steve. We're getting Jonah this weekend, on TC Live. Jonah's on the show. Yes. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. We'll see you back here tomorrow. 20 hours of tennis right here. We got you covered.